Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. Powered by the Montana Electric Cooperative Association. Your Montana Electric Cooperative. They do much more than keep the lights on for you. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Man, I tell you what, if if you heard me listening to the Farm and Ranch Report the other morning... Some of you may have heard the same report I did. Uh, anyway, if, if you were in the stall next, I mean the studio next to me, and you heard me listening to the Farm and Ranch Report, you would have been like, hey, hey you, you okay in there, buddy? Hey, hey, you doing all right in there, buddy? Hey, I, I'm listening to this uh, Farm and Ranch Report. It was a good report, by the way. I think it was our friend Lane Nordland who was giving the report that morning, and he was reporting on... Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack, you know, Ag, Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack, who appointed by Biden, of course, to be the Secretary of Agriculture. And apparently he was delivering the uh, Census of Agriculture uh, report. And he was lamenting the fact that, oh, my golly, this, this is a wake-up call. Look at all these farms that we're losing. And and he said, you know, OK, so we did this survey and, and we're looking at the numbers here. A little quick math, one hundred and forty two thousand fewer farms in five years. And now he, he's exactly right. This is a massive wake up call. This is very concerning to American national security, Amer- to our economic security. Food security is national security. But as I'm as I'm listening to this report, I started going off. I mean, I. If you were sitting in the stall or the studio next to me, you would have thought I was Austin Powers because I'm sitting here saying, wait a minute, Tom Vilsack, who do you work for? Who does I, I mean, like, you work for Joe Biden? You literally uh, are, are the guy who works for the guy who is deliberately pr- pushing policies to push farmers and ranchers out of business. And, and, and that's why literally I, I you would have thought that that I was Austin Powers for a few minutes. <laughs> Who does number two work for? Who does number two work for? That's right, buddy. You show that turn his boss. Oh, man. There he is giving the guy the swirly. Seriously, who does Tom Vilsack work for? Oh, man, this is very concerning. It's a wake-up call. There's 142,000 fewer farms in five years. What is the 30 by 30 initiative all about? Joe Biden's 30 by 30 initiative is all about pulling land out of production, not farming it, not doing timber, forest health. None. His whole initiative is about pulling land out of production. But no, no, no. Here's number two who works for Joe Biden saying there's fewer farms. Yeah. And in large part, it's by design. You've driven up energy prices. You've driven up inflation. The input costs have been out of control. And we all know who's responsible for that. Uh, so, again, who does Vilsack work for? These same folks, what are they doing at the other agency under uh, the Bureau of Land Management? They're giving special favors to the American Prairie Reserve that's there to kick the ranchers off the land. So, so again, these guys are deliberately reducing the number of farmers and ranchers. Okay. 
Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, man, Butte, Montana's Rob O'Neill just put this tweet out. Uh, When did this uh, go? Yeah, literally, this was like less than about 15 minutes ago. 15 minutes ago, Rob O'Neill, the Navy SEAL from Butte, Montana, who uh, killed Osama bin Laden, says this. uh, First, did you guys see all this uh, sensational news coverage yesterday? They're going to nuke us from space. The Russians are going to nuke us from space. Oh, that's why we have to give money to Ukraine. Um, Wait a minute. Um, You're telling us that if we don't give money to Ukraine, then Russia is going to nuke us in space? Well, that doesn't really make sense. And then the storyline was, no, 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 they're going to. They're going to nuke us from space. That's why you have to allow the federal government to spy on their political opponents and reauthorize 702 FISA. Well, uh, actually, you're making the case for why they shouldn't be spying on their political opponents. If we truly are facing this grave of a threat, maybe these spy agencies shouldn't be spying on behalf of of joe biden and political parties against their political opponents maybe they should be spying on america's enemies uh, i don't know just a thought in in fact maybe if we made it harder for you to spy on american citizens who aren't breaking laws maybe you actually would focus on america's enemies instead of your domestic political opponents here in america but yeah they're gonna nuke us in space you must give all this money to other countries okay first off if if they're saying that well russia's got this capability that we can't tell you about um shouldn't we hold on to even more of our money and use more of our own money for our own domestic security here in america Instead, we're bankrupting America to give all this money to all these other countries and to all these illegal aliens. Anyway, just none of it uh, made sense whatsoever. But Rob O'Neill just said this. There is big cash in fear. People are catching on to the money laundering. So they just unleashed space nukes. Break out your checkbooks, America. Uh, Yesterday, when I was hearing some of the coverage uh, during special report, with Brett Bear on Fox News. I don't know who he was talking to at one point, but one of the fear mongers was saying, well, look, we can't just wait for some farmer in Montana. No joke, this is what he said. He said, we can't just wait for some farmer in Montana to break out his telescope to tell us that there's a threat overhead. Because you remember, it wasn't a farmer in Montana with a telescope. It was a local photographer, our, our friend Larry Mayer from the Billings Gazette. And then... Hey, our buddy Michael Foth on the uh, the music station down the hall, he was, I think, having a beer on his back patio in Laurel. And he looked up and said, what is that? Uh, you know, so you didn't even need a telescope to be like, wait a minute. We've got a China spy balloon right over our heads here. So I heard that yesterday. This guy's, you know, oh, well, see, see, we can't just wait for some farmer to notice the threat overhead. So so we got to we got to buy into whatever fear campaign they're marketing right now, all of a sudden with a Russian space capability. Um, but then earlier this morning, I was listening to um, a very interesting guest. I think his name is Nicholas Shalon. I guess he's like some sort of software expert for the U.S. Air Force and for the U.S. Space Force. And 
he was being interviewed by Brian Kilmeade on, on Fox and Friends, and he was telling Brian Kilmeade, yeah, like, I mean, what they're telling us so far about, you know, the Russians having a, a nuclear space capability or, or desiring to have a nuclear space capability, that, that's nothing new, really. I mean, it's really nothing new. But then he said this. He said what Mont- or, well, Montana, yeah. He said, but what, what should really concern Americans is this. What's even more concerning is the fact that the U.S. right now has this program called Sentinel that's supposed to be replacing our 1970s ICBM ground missiles. And that program is now uh, slipping with two years delays and 35 billion over budget, 35 percent of the budget is now over uh, budget. And what's uh, critical there that's compounded by the fact that the Air Force uh, Chief Information Officer has been pushing uh, very recently, uh, you know, selected about uh, 11 months ago uh, to push this anti-innovation culture and preventing technologies to help airmen and guardians uh, to innovate. And and all right. So anyway, yeah. So so what he was saying is like, yeah, we've we've known about Russia's intent or some of their capabilities for quite some time. That so none of this is surprising, at least according to this guy. Uh, what was being discussed yesterday, but he said that basically he said that the Biden Air Force is dragging their feet on the Sentinel upgrade. Now, you guys know that's a very big Montana news story because we talked about Rob Cheney's uh, Missoulian report, what, just last week. And then Rob Cheney joined us on the show. Remember, they had these big town hall meetings in, in Lewistown and in Great Falls. And so, you know, it's a $132 billion upgrade to all of these nuclear missile silos, not just here in Montana, but elsewhere in the in the Midwest and the upper Great Plains. And so. And so, uh, so uh, you know, if you drive from Billings to Great Falls and, and, and other parts in between, you're going to pass these nuclear missile silos that were, you know, built back in like, you know, envisioned basically in the 1960s and have and are now finally undergoing uh, what is supposed to soon start a massive upgrade. And he's basically saying they've been dragging their feet on this thing. They're taking their sweet little time with this thing. And now the costs are going up and that might throw a whole nother kink in the thing. And so anyway, I thought that was uh, that was very interesting. Um, also, uh, Russia's gonna nuke us in space. Probably a good thing President Donald J. Trump decided to create a space force, huh? Remember how much the fake news media mocked Donald Trump over that one, too? And then lied about him with Russia, Russia, Russia? Okay, uh, phone lines are open for you, 406-294-0970. State of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, let's jump right into the phone lines here. 406-294-0970, or you can message us on our Montana Talks app. Bill in the Flathead, great to hear from you, Bill. Good morning, Aaron. Um, your uh, the, the ads, the political ads that John Tester's running. I haven't heard this one in quite a while, but it kind of cracks me up. Um, He's going on, he's going on about the things that are meat fixed in this country, the fentanyl, border crossings, the the 
Chinese satellite balloon. Hell, they're even closing our favorite bars. And then he says, not on my watch. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, wasn't this all on your watch? And I don't get why the Republicans don't expose and just run away with stuff like that. Why she, Tim C or, or somebody, somebody needs to expose that stuff yeah yeah you know it's is isn't it funny to watch him just flip-flop once again here uh i mean it's not just funny i mean it's concerning because some people actually fall for this stuff oh that was him hanging up not me i was gonna uh, get more reactions from him there but it, yeah some people will actually fall for this stuff and yeah great point there bill well, there's this problem in America. There's that problem. There's this problem. There's this problem. There's this problem. But well, not on my watch, uh, dude. It's been happening. You've been there since 2006. I mean, you've been there almost. Uh, my math again. I went to the University of Montana School of Journalism. Great folks in the radio television department, but we're just not necessarily known for our math skills. But he's been there almost 20 years. Well, not on my watch. You're the $27 trillion man. We've gone from $6 trillion in debt to, to over $34 trillion in debt, $35 trillion in debt. I mean, for Pete's sake here. Uh, but, yeah, some people will fall for this this phony nonsense, won't they? Uh, uh, let's see. Bill, thanks for the call. Um, I thought he was going to say something about the egg secretary there. Uh, <laughs> the note I got was egg guy double talking. So I, I assumed he was going to say something about Bill set. But that's all right. Uh, but uh, he's not the only egg guy, supposed egg guy double talking. Uh, it's not just Bill set there. That's right. Jeff and Joliet next up. Jeff, what's going on? Hey, Aaron. Good morning. Morning. First, I want to say a I want to shout out to my relatives up on the High Line, Malta, Dodson, Harlem. Anyway, Hoorah. the reason I KMMR country, I called, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I called this morning because of all of the things that the government is saying right now to beware of Russia. You know, there's a bad boogeyman. They're going to take us out. We don't see any Russians coming across across the border. We see Chinese uh, and other military-aged men. And the commander-in-chief, I don't know if he really uh, was voted in or it was just part of the, the cover-up, but what I do know is that the COVID scam was perpetrated upon, uh, upon millions of Americans and millions took the jab. They're taken in by it, scared, whatever. And the simple fact that, you know, maybe ivermectin could cure it, that doesn't matter. But I can, I don't believe that your audience has had a chance to listen to Tucker Carlson's interview of Putin. Some have, yeah, some have, yeah. Some have, yeah. Uh, first off, first off, there, there are a lot of Russians coming across our southern border, too, yeah. Uh, I don't know if that did, did you did you mean to say that that there's Russians and Chinese coming across our southern border because yeah they're coming from everywhere Yemen, Iran, Russia, China, you name it. 123 countries. Yeah. Um, what do you think right. of the the Tucker Carlson Vladimir Putin interview? Well, it's amazing that the legacy media won't cover Putin. They won't interview him. 
But Tucker did a great job exposing a lot of the lies that are being told to us by our own government. Our own government would like to shut you and I down. But I think after listening to that, I know a lot of people's hearts go out to the Ukrainians. There's a lot of wars going around the world right now. But that was the one where the CIA facilitated in putting Zelensky in power. Now, he's got properties. He's got homes in Florida, one other state. Uh, how's, how's that possible? Yeah, he's got a lot. He's well. He had a lot of money even before he became the, the president over there, right? Yeah, I I watched part of the Tucker Carlson Vladimir Putin interview. Uh, you know, I I don't think we can trust a word that Vladimir Putin says. But then again, we can't really trust uh, a word coming out of Washington anymore either, can we? Or if you're Canadian, uh, and and the word coming out of the the uh, tyrannical Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. I mean, there, remember when there was moral clarity between East and West back in the Reagan eighties? Uh, that moral clarity does not exist today because of the totalitarian regimes in Washington and the totalitarian regimes in Ottawa, Canada, right? Um, I don't know who, where I saw this. Who said this? I think one of our listeners sent it to me. That, but they said, they said that, that what stands out to them, and they agreed, I think, that, that you can't trust Vladimir Putin. I mean, this is the guy who, as a KGB operative, was, was targeting and slaughtering Christians, but now pretends to be pro-Christian. This guy is, is evil. I think, I think we can all agree there. But what you see in this interview, they said, uh, is, is that he speaks of a love for his country, and he speaks of the history of his country. Look at how many politicians here in America trash our country, trash this country, falsely depict our country's history. And so no matter what we all think of Vladimir Putin, why can't we have a president again that instead of knee-jerk reaction attacks America and Americans stands up for and defends America and her great history? I mean, I thought that was a really good, uh, good point. And and on the whole Ukraine thing, look, I, I fully believe the best thing we can do for our friends in Ukraine is not keep sending cash to crooks, but we, we drill baby drill and we lower the price of oil with by getting more American oil on the market, getting more drilling rigs in the Bakken and elsewhere, and, and we stop funding Putin's war with with our with our you know energy policies. And we get another Donald Trump, uh, Trump as president, and I think that would be the best thing we can do for the Ukrainian people because, I mean, just look at uh, the devastation that has occurred in the last three years uh, under Joe Biden. Uh, let's see, Tom in Culbertson. Tom, are you there? Sir, good to talk to you. Hey, thanks for the call. Yeah, what's on your mind? Uh, just uh, doubling back to your uh, opening topic on uh, Secretary Vag and the number of farms. It does depend on where you glean the numbers from. Does it come from the IRS and, and uh, the number of uh, Schedule Fs filed on taxes? If it's coming from the National Ag Statistics Service, that's a little suspect because I'm not the only one that doesn't fill that out, and I'm 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 an active farmer and rancher. So the numbers may not be as bad uh, as as they might appear from the Ag Census. Is that what you're kind of saying? That there may be more farmers than what than what they're seeing. That would be my gut feeling. I'm, I'm not. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue that that the numbers are not going down. I just don't think it's that severe. And uh, you know, an, another thing too. You know, 
Secretary Vilsack seemed a little uh, lathered up about that. Well, he's been around the horn a long time, Secretary of Ag. You know, he was he was in the Obama administration too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, th- anyway, well, that I'll was my thing. Hair. Well, well, Tom, what, what's your reaction? Because especially you being being there in Culbertson, you know, interested in your reaction right in the heart of uh, you know farm and ranch country, well, heart heart of farm and ranch and, and oil country as well, but. But, you know, just to my opening, no matter what these numbers are, okay, so he's making it sound like he wants there to be more farmers in America. Okay, well, what are you doing about that, Tom? Because you work for the Biden administration that is waging a a war on the American farmer and rancher. I mean, look at what they're doing with Tracy Stone Manning and Deb Holland in, in the Interior Department and in the BLM. I mean, they're propping up the APR, which is trying to kick ranchers off the land. They've been propping up input prices, which are which are, you know, making it hard to stay financially viable. No, that, that's exactly right. Don't, don't don't put the quarter in me on uh, on uh, that uh, Stone Manning. <laughs> I, I worked I work for I worked for USDA in Western Montana in the late 80s when that was going on. That one's a fiend. I'm sorry. That yeah. one's a fiend. You mean, you know, right around the time when she was supporting the eco-terrorists and their threats of uh, tree spiking, and yet somehow she still yeah. got confirmed to be the BLM director after, after yeah. you know, the federal agent came forward and said she lied about her role in that whole ordeal. Yeah, but still gets confirmed to be the BLM director. I guess they thought it was the uh, the Black Lives Matter director job and not the Bureau of Land Management job. Yeah, very much well, I'll get out, get out of your hair. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, I appreciate it. Great to hear from you, Tom. Thanks for calling. Hey, by the way, I was in uh, in Glendive for the Gates show last week, and there's a new coffee company. Well, I don't know how new it is, but uh, I hadn't seen it in a while. Uh, Wild Calf Coffee in Bainville, Montana. They, they roast their coffee right there, right down the road from me there in Bainville. And uh, anyway, I had some at the Gates show. It was good stuff. So it was pretty cool. And then it was funny. I... I messaged uh, Attorney General Austin Knutson, you know, because he's from the Bainville Culbertson area, and I said, "Hey, hey, you know, Austin, hey, AG, have, have you had any of this coffee out of Bainville?" He's like, "Yeah, that's my relative, and that's uh, my neighbor." And, yeah. So of course he's had the coffee. Uh, small town Montana, you gotta love it. Four zero six two nine four zero nine seventy. Sean in Libby, stand by. We'll get to you here. Uh, I, I'm, I'm looking. I'm not hearing the music yet. I'll hear it right now. And then uh, that means we got to go to a break. So I don't want to cut you off mid-stride. So Sean and Libby, stand by. You'll be first up after the break. Uh, and then uh, we got phone lines open for you as well. 406-294-0970. And uh, we got get messages coming in on our Montana Talks app as well that we can share with you here. Uh, all right. Uh, lots to get to here. I've only got a few seconds left. So uh, stand by. This is where Montana talks at with Lane Nordland. Sparks flew at the House Agriculture Committee as Democrats and Republicans stood their ground on farm bill differences. And Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack defended his handling of existing programs. This is what House Ag Chair G.T. Thompson had to say to Secretary Vilsack. In what seemingly is a daily occurrence, taxpayer dollars are being sent to every corner of the country, yet nothing has changed. We're not producing more fertilizer. We're not reducing the cost of production. We're not making food more affordable. However, we are burdening the taxpayer. We're losing ground on the world stage, and we are a net agricultural importer. But Bilsack had a different view. The last three years of net cash farm income were record-setting. The best three years in the last 50 years in this country. This year's income projected at just below historical norms. 
will make it the best four years in recent history. But Republicans argued farm income was down from last year. Bill Sack joust over three Republicans on everything from grocery prices to snap cuts. Ag appropriations talks about an 18% cut to our budget, so you can do the math. Maintain the IRA funding. Let's have, get a budget, pass a farm bill, so there's certainty in, in terms of the programs. But halfway through a one-year farm bill extension, Chair Thompson admitted the obvious. There remain significant headwinds to Congress's success. It's virtually impossible to create a robust and resilient farm safety net without significant investment. But an ever-growing gap between Republicans and Democrats is evident as the bill takes shape. I'm Lane Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, as promised, let's jump right back into the phone lines here. 406-294-0970. Sean in Libby next up. Sean, what's on your mind? Thanks for the call. Yes, sir. Uh, good morning, Aaron. Good morning. Uh, good morning to your staff and uh, all the rest of you guys. Uh, fantastic. Um, but... I'm hoping that Governor Gioforte and Steve Daines and hopefully President Trump is listening in on this. Because what I believe is if the Russians are going to take the higher ground in terms of putting a nuclear weapon in space, well, in 1969, we claimed the moon. And I think we ought to claim the moon as the 51st state. Uh, the Chinese are already trying to go on the backside of the moon and putting their technology on the backside of the moon. I think we were to claim the moon as the 51st state and take the higher ground and and then uh, in, and get uh, SpaceX involved uh, to take on Mars. And we need to get the higher ground, and we need to be able to position ourselves above them uh, te- technologically and uh, everything else. Uh, on top of that, uh, I think that's the way to go. We need to claim the, claim the moon as the 51st state of the United States. And then uh, the other point is is that is that uh, Biden um, just throw a, a bottle of whiskey in his hand, throw him up an alley in San Francisco, call him. Well, uh, I mean, after his press conference last week, although that that wasn't that big of a you know eye opener for most folks, but I mean, okay, so so here we've got the balloon going up yesterday. Hey, hey, hey. We've got this thing is so scary. It's so dangerous. We can't even tell you about it yet. And, and then meanwhile, like, OK, so should we be reassured by what we saw last week? But even if they pull the 25th, 25th Amendment on Joe Biden, then you got crazy Kamala behind there. It's like, my yeah. goodness, are, are we just OK? So so they're, they're floating this balloon yesterday saying, hey, it's so bad. Holy cow. Nukes in space. So we're just supposed to wait till next January uh, and and hope that we last that long. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, well, you're you're never you're never under you never understate uh, underestimate the enemy. Never. Yeah. Never. Hey, you might uh, you might know about this one. You might know about this one. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, sir. Well, plan for the worst and uh, hope for the best. You know that's right because the, the the best laid plans will still go to 
Adam Schiff. So you might know about this, it sounds like, uh, with, with what we're hearing from you. I got a message from Joel in Stevensville on our app here. Fun fact, the recommendation to create a space force dates back to a Clinton administration space commission study chaired by Don Rumsfeld in 2000. The report recommended either an independent service or space corps under the Air Force, but then the 9-11 attacks and GWAT upended the space mission while our adversaries kept weaponizing space capabilities. The Russian and China threat in space has been decades in the making. uh, Any thoughts on that? Yes, sir. Well, I, I, the whole thing comes to mind in that movie that came back in the 80s called Space Troopers. And uh, we had a bunch of Marines uh, able to uh, fly over the planet and within uh, minutes be able to uh, parachute in or eject into a uh, particular territory. And I was hoping that's what Space Force was going to be, but it looks like it's, uh, Space Force is going to be much more involved uh, in terms of technology and, sell, and satellite uh, defense. And uh, and so we need to prepare for all of that, uh, be able to insert uh, Marines, uh, Space Marines from space on a moment's notice and be able to defend our satellites. And how, to, how are they going to do that? I don't know. But I do know that by uh, uh, by positioning and by uh, taking the moon as the 51st state, which we have every right to do, I mean, if, if uh, Putin's going to break international law, the heck with it. I know the moon is supposed to be an international problem. Well, and how many of these uh, treaties don't apply to China anyway? And they're the ones that are massively ramping up. I mean, look at our, our current military statistics right now. I just saw this from the Heritage Foundation earlier this morning. They just released their... 2024 index of u.s military strength at present the u.s military is roughly half the size it needs to be moreover most of its primary equipment planes ships tanks 30 to 40 years old uh and and the training that's taking place right now is only a fraction of what of what it should be to be competent in battle uh and and you know and we've seen all this woke nonsense be pushed on our military uh, in everything uh, and so, but but again, like if this threat is what they say it is, without telling us what it is yesterday, again, it's it's not it, it it's not more reasoning to keep sending more money to other countries. It's not more reasoning to keep spying on your political opponents using seven hundred two of FISA. It's all the more reason to stop this nonsense of domestic spying against your American political opponents so that you can focus on the real threats out there. It's all the more reason to stop sending all this money to illegal aliens or to all these other countries and instead invest in America. But that's not what they're doing. They're still not doing that. They're still refusing to do that. So how serious is this whole deal? Uh, Congressman Mike Waltz is a Green Beret. He used to work for the Secretary of Defense. He's now a congressman out of Florida. Was that this is so serious, we need to make all members of Congress aware of it, uh, number one. And then number two, that eventually, protecting sources and methods, uh, we're calling on the administration to make the American people and the world uh, aware of it. So I'm glad that the administration's coming over to talk to our leadership tomorrow. But... But I do want to tell you, Martha, the chairman has sent the letters are classified, but he has sent repeated letters to the administration asking that we deal with this situation. So tomorrow's meeting. Anyway, so uh, so, yeah, he was saying that, yes, it is serious. I think he earlier, though, said, let me see if I cue it up in the right spot. He earlier said, hey, you don't need to go to your bunkers uh, yet. Uh, It is. 
the issue is very serious. It is very grave. Uh, I do want to reassure everyone that no one needs to be climbing into their bunker tonight uh, in terms of the immediacy of it. All right. So uh, Congressman Mike Waltz, he was on with Laura Ingram last night. Meanwhile, the president of the United States is refusing to do a cognitive test refusing to do a cognitive test along with his annual physical. So uh, that's got to be reassuring, uh, isn't it? I think Laura Ingram also also spoke with uh, Navy Admiral and now Texas Congressman Ronnie Jackson. Well, I think Laura would tell us exactly what we all already know, and I'm not even sure that we need the cognitive test anymore. Everyone in the country knows what's going on right now. It would tell us that he's not fit to be our president, our commander-in-chief, and our head of state. It's unfortunate, you know, but I, I, I maintain that, you know, President Trump had to do a cognitive test. The, the press just went crazy demanding, you know, and I was a physician at the time, demanding that he have a cognitive test done as part of his physical exam uh, because they didn't like his personality. They didn't like his, his style, not because he did anything that was uh, concerning on a cognitive level, but, you know, They've set the precedent now, and I think that I told them today, I had a press conference today, and I said, you know, I want to see the same enthusiasm and the same insistence that President Biden get a cognitive test done now, because if we've ever had a sitting president that needs a cognitive test, it's right now. All right, that was a Texas congressman and former White House doctor, Ronnie Jackson. Remember, he was the guy that John Tester lied about on national TV, the Iraq war veteran that John Tester lied about on national TV. It's almost as if John Tester has a track record of lying about war veterans on national TV, huh? All right, phone lines are open for you, 406-294-0970. Rory in Kalispell. Rory, thanks for the call. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, Aaron, this is Rory. I'm, I'm up in Great Falls, but this is with Bleeding Soldiers. Uh, I just wanted to give you the update of what happened up there at Green Star Families in East Helena at the at the fundraiser and uh, we've got numbers together it's 107 attendees three honor guards seven speakers eight legislators two green star families gross was twenty five thousand. Fifteen corporate sponsors and 43 auction items wow um, yeah, yeah i saw some photos of it. it looked like a cool event so this was the green star family fundraiser and then how's all that money going to be used again tell us what 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 the whole thing was for Given this little fundraiser for families that have lost their member, uh, it could be a soldier, it could be uh, father, mothers, whatever. But this money goes to the the, the children and for like uh, scholarships and uh, helps them with their anything for education wise is what I'm understanding. I was just one of the guest speakers there, and I'm just kind of second-hand kind of telling it, because, you know, I was there at the speaker for Bleeding Soldiers, and we are same thing as Bleeding Soldiers, where we got hurt in the line of duty, not recognized for it, and we're just trying to get the word out, let everybody know they're a 501c3, nonprofit organization, good way to kind of help out the community, uh, goes to a good cause, helps out the younger kids that have lost their family member, um, you know, it's just, it was great fun, we were at the ranch there, I think it's called Kleppner Ranch. Or- yeah, that, that's great. It looked like it. Just an awesome event. Thanks for calling in and telling us about it. Got to hit our hard break. We've got phone lines open for you right now.
Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. Powered by the Montana Electric Cooperative Association. Your Montana Electric Cooperative. They do much more than keep the lights on for you. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Hey, if you call in right now, we should be able to get you on before we run out of time this hour of the program here. 406-294-0970. Or if you've got the Montana Talks app, you can message us or you can even call us. There's a little call button and just boom, it'll connect you right to our studio. 406-294-0970. Evan and Belt. Oh, first, uh, before I get to Evan and Belt's message here, so uh, Rory with Bleeding Soldiers, uh, the outfit that you just heard from there before the break, his email address, if you want to find out more about the event he attended or about what he's trying to do with his organization, you can email bleedingsoldiers2020 at gmail.com, bleedingsoldiers2020 at gmail.com. So, Rory, thanks for calling in. Evan and Belt sends this message. The leftists are pulling the same fear-mongering crap they did during COVID. Don't get suckered in. Let's concentrate on protecting our borders, building our military, and getting true leadership back in D.C. Don't trust Putin, and let's get out of this Buck Rogers brainwashing that the communist left wants us to buy into. Evan, thanks for that message. Speaking of open borders and all the craziness going on in America, I'm sure I'm sure some of you elsewhere across the state, you've been hearing all these crazy news stories. You saw what happened down in Kansas City, and apparently that shooting was not from a white nationalist based off of the video footage that's available. You've probably seen the story out of New York City where Venezuelan asylum seekers are actually Venezuelan gangbangers who are calling uh, calling themselves asylum seekers and then showing up in New York City and then robbing and stabbing people all over the place. But we don't need to talk about New York City. Let's talk about Bozeman, Montana. An elementary school put on lockdown, put on a shelter-in-place order earlier this week. Let me pull up the two headlines I've got in front of me here. Uh, from ABC Fox, police investigate attempted homicide that occurred in downtown Bozeman from the Bozeman Daily Chronicle. You know, the liberal newspaper that that when Tim Sheehy was starting an aerial firefighting company, he was a hero. When he got his purple heart pinned on, he was a hero. When he gave money to the local pediatric uh, unit at the hospital, he was a hero. When he gave a, a million bucks for a level one trauma center, he was a hero. When he hired all these veterans, he was a hero. But now that he's a Republican candidate, he's an enemy to the Bozeman Daily Chronicle. Well, the Bozeman Daily Chronicle has this headline. Over a dozen detained in South Bozeman in attempted homicide investigation. Thanks to one of our listeners, I have more information that was not included. In this report. So you can you can read the report and see the names of who was arrested. Actually, does the Bozeman Daily Chronicle even name them? No, the Bozeman Daily Chronicle doesn't even name them. Okay, but they just, you know, they're, they're not daily. They're just uh, a few days a week. Okay. Uh, but the ABC Fox story had the names of the individuals who were arrested. And apparently over a dozen individuals were detained, leading to two arrests for attempted homicide. And uh, and and the names of these two individuals, for those who haven't heard yet, Andres Felipe Lera Gonzalez and Santiago Machado Echeverri. Now, 
if you just read the news reports, you wouldn't know their immigration status. But thanks to one of our listeners, Jay in Bozeman, he directed us to the Gallatin County Jail roster. And if you go to the Gallatin County Jail roster, and or just go to twitter.com, x.com slash Aaron Flint, and you can see the screenshots that I pulled from the jail roster, you will quickly find out that Andres Felipe Lara Gonzalez and Santiago Machado Echeverry are in the jail on an ICE hold, on an Immigration and Customs Enforcement hold. John Tester, Open Borders, the cartels are targeting Native American women, illegal aliens, or at least uh, aliens on an ice hold are filling up the jail in Bozeman. And, uh, hey, how many people in Bozeman keep voting for John Tester? 406-294-0970. We've got Steve in Helena. Steve, what's on your mind? Hey, I just want to comment on, uh, I, I heard a guy comment on Tester. If you watch his commercials that he's running, you would think he's a Republican. And uh, he, he acts like uh, he does all this stuff. Uh, and he, he cuts down his own party in his own commercials. And he stands there and acts like he's not uh, not do, not voting with the Democrats. And uh, I don't understand why we don't, as, as a country, take back our country. I mean, these illegals are coming in here. They're working in all our stores for nothing. You know, and uh, why we're not physically grabbing them and throwing them across the border. I mean, our government is not going to protect us from these people. And our government, like our president, he's making deals with other countries. He talks about it on TV. I mean, that money that they're they're spending and sending, wanting to send to Russia, uh, to Ukraine, I mean, uh, you know, they could do so much with that money. And it's printed money anyway. It just puts us in debt. There's no yeah. other country. Uh, I think that money is coming back to America because there's so many Democrats protecting him. I think they're all being compromised. They're all taking money. Well, making yeah, deals I mean, and they're destroying John, John Tester is worth millions. And he, he got to be worth millions more after getting elected to the United States Senate. And so, but no, Steve, you hit it. You just can't trust a word on any of his TV commercials. You just, you just have to, you just have to look at any of these commercials that he puts out there that you see or that you hear and just realize, yep, flip flop, flat top, pretending to be something he isn't. Um, the, the gig is up, I hope. Uh, sorry we ran out of time. 